is on the radio today Turn it up, it's time to get on with the show On 98.7 ESPN Radio Good afternoon everybody It is Thursday It's January 18th, 2024 Oh I know, I looked, I looked Kay LaGreca Rosenberg and you, we're going to start off the show uh, carrying a Zoom. How about that? Something a little different. Uh, Marcus Stroman, who was at the Nick game yesterday. What? Really good seats. Kind of a lukewarm reception. Yeah. Well, you know, he had his problems with Yankee fans. So he's going to have to win him. You know what? He goes nine and two, makes the All-Star game. It'll be fine. Uh, well, can we be fair though? Yeah, the response that people get in that spot of celebrity row, right, is generally very muted, mm-hmm. unless you are. Oh, no, no, hear me out. Unless you are a big time New York athlete, Judge gets huge ovation. But a- as I, I said, listen, Doc, I can be proven actors, wrong. How I, many actors do we show? They show oh, on screen. Listen, oh, some again, of the actors have to look I up on Google. Wanna be, I, I don't want to be that guy. But you know, the, the, when it, when you get the you know orange is the new black you know star, it's it's muted. But when but it's that's an athlete, but athletes, I'm there all the time, and I could be wrong because it depends sometimes on where you're sitting. But Harrison Bader w- was Big there hand. last week. Yeah. Big hand. Oh, really? Yeah. Sorry, I mean Marcus Stroman oh, well, is bigger see, than that, Harrison that, Bader. That that affects my view. All right, of this. now we're not really? about, look at you. That, you turn like on a dime. Well, no, because I my thought was, no, I'm not surprised. He just got to the team. He's not a megastar who just got to the team. Well, he's a it? local guy, but so is Harrison Bader. It's a great comp. That's a great comp. Yeah, and, he, except, and he's got a great. Except Stroman's a bigger name. Now than listen, to John Franco always gets a big ovation. It doesn't really seem to matter Mets or Yankees. Like they both usually get big hands. Uh, Jets and Giants, it kind of depends on the player and and what's going on at the time because sometimes the seasons overlap and if the team's not very good. But in, in general, whenever Nick Mangold would be there, huge ovation. Justin Tuck, huge ovation. Very seldom is it muted. I remember when we were at uh, UBS and oh, the, yeah. the long, sustained standing ovation when they showed us on the screen. Yeah, that was, it's uh, so that was memorable, yeah. You know, you know what's interesting about the fact that he brought that up, Peter, about our, our trip to UBS? It was a year ago today. No. Yeah, how about yeah. that? The day when uh, you, A year ago today when, when you, you emptied out the <laughs> gift shop. <laughs> wow. Thank you. I got the suit from that gift shop. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's that's fascinating. What kind of... What does uh, Steve Sharippa get when they announce him every nice three days? Oh, right? nice every, Even though it's every they three days. They love him. They love him. The next question. All right. They, no, well, we'll get back to this because they're going to Marcus Stroman in three, two, one. Wow. That's good stuff. Marcus, we're waiting for him. Here he comes. There he is. In a, wearing a cap, a tan what? hat with a logo I don't recognize. It's a Yankees no, logo. it's not. It's not. No, it's not. Sure. Kind of like the Prince logo. Face face in Tampa before signing. Uh, I'm just curious, how did that meeting come about, and what exactly did you guys go over? Yeah, it was, it was on the phone. Um, wasn't wasn't face to face. I ended up meeting with. Booney came over, Aaron Boone came to my home uh, throughout the process, had a few calls with some of the guys on the team, a few texts with some guys on the team. Um, but yeah, me and Cashman kind of hashed out uh, whatever it was that we had from a few years ago. We kind of laughed about it and and we moved on. He let me know how interested he was in me as a pitcher, um, thought that I was someone who would kind of thrive in the lights and the pressure. 
and I thought it was a perfect fit. Who were some of the other guys that reached out to you? Yeah, I talked to Judge, Cole. Uh, I talked to Volpe a bit, Rizzo. Um, and then, yeah, obviously Cash and Booney, mainly. Gotcha. Thank you. We can go next to Jack Curry. Hey, Marcus, good to see you. Jack Curry from the S Network. Across the last few days, you've expressed a lot of excitement and a lot of enthusiasm about becoming a Yankee. How would you describe what the Yankees are getting in Marcus Stroman? Oh, I mean, someone who's going to compete to the highest level, someone who prepares to the highest degree, uh, a great teammate, someone who shares knowledge with, with everyone within the organization, someone who loves to learn. Um, I already talked to Garrett a bit. I can't wait to just kind of be around the guys. And I feel like I'm someone who adapts very easily and I'm able to take bits and pieces from other people's games and kind of put it into my game. So I'm I'm just excited to learn from 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 guys like Garrett Cole, who's been one of the greats in the game, Rodon, who's been elite for many years, um, Nestor, who's a guy who kind of messes messes around with timing. Clark Schmidt is a guy with a ton of upside who's got incredible stuff. So as far as the staff, it's it's going to be I think we have one of the better staffs out there. And it's just going to be the ability to share knowledge between each other and kind of learn and adapt. I'm, I'm just excited for all that. Thank you. We can move next to Brian Hoke. Hey, Marcus, you mentioned the thing from a few years ago when the Yankees didn't trade for you. What did you need to hear from Cashman? How did you guys clear that up? It was quick, man. It was quick. You know, it was the we literally laughed about it. You know, he he, he let me know his his quick little piece um, about how it didn't necessarily come out is essentially how he wanted it to. He let me know that I was someone who he thought was always going to be a good competitor, someone who could handle the lights, someone who thrived in the pressure. And that was kind of the ultimate draw. You know what I mean? Um, I'm not someone who shies away from the limelight or pressure or the lights. I think a lot of guys would avoid avoid coming to New York and, and playing for the Yankees because because of that reason. And I'm someone who, like I said, I feel like it it brings out the best in me. So I'm looking forward to this opportunity. I think Cash is is kind of right there um, in agreement with me as far as he thinks it's going to be um, a good situation for the both of us. And, yeah, I'm just excited. I'm excited. Obviously, I grew up from Long Island. I grew up going to Yankee games and and to be able to put on the pinstripes, that's, that's something we all dream about as kids. So I can't wait. Bruce Beck, please unmute. Hey, Marcus, Bruce Beck, NBC4, New York. Welcome back. Uh, what do you expect your relationship to be with the fans, and what do you think of the New York fans in general? Man, the New York fans are the most, you know, uh, passionate fan groups probably in the world. You know, like I said, I grew up there. I'm from there. I understand that um, playing there, it's 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 all about your performance and and how you come on the field. And like I said, I'm someone who I feel like the pressure and the lights, it, it brings out the best of me. So I'm excited. I'm excited to feel the energy of, of New York Yankee, the the crowd, the buzz. I think my start days is something that I'm getting chills kind of thinking about looking forward to. So, yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait because I, I know the pressure and the lights that it comes with. And like I said, I'm someone that um, I only feel like I thrive in those moments. 
Thank you. We go next to Brendan Cuddy. Marcus, my name is Brendan Cuddy. I'm with The Athletic. Uh, thank you for taking the time and congratulations on the deal. Two questions. First, last year you finished the season uh, a little iffy health-wise uh, with the, I think, the rib and the hip. Where are things now? No, I'm perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm ready to rock, man. You know, I'm four or five bullpens in. Body feels great. Body feels great. I'm fully healed. Everything feels uh, brand new. So just excited to get out there and compete. Also, thank you. Also, do you feel like you're misunderstood at all by fans, by the media, by just people who watch baseball? And if so, yeah, yeah, I'd say I'm misunderstood for sure. You know, um, in what ways? That's that's another reason why I'm excited to 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 be a Yankee. You know, I think people will have a a, a different view of me after my tenure here. I don't think Cash, I don't think Booney, I don't think Judge would would want me to be a part if they didn't know my character and how I was as a teammate. So I'm excited. Like I said, I'm excited for this opportunity. I can't wait to learn from all the guys and I can't wait to compete. Competing is something I do to the highest level. And when it comes to putting my body and my mind in, in, in the ultimate position, that's something that I'm always working on, whether it be at the field or away from the field. So, yeah, I can't I can't wait to go out there and compete and put the pinstripes on. Thank you. We can go to Greg Joyce. Please unmute, Greg. Hey, Marcus. This is uh, Greg Joyce from the New York Post. Greg, you, you were just saying uh, you, you think they might have a different view of you after your ten tenure. What What is kind of your goal of that view uh, of what you want to accomplish here, kind of on and off the field? Oh, no goal. Just for people to understand the real me. Um, I just feel like when people understand the real me and get around me and really get to know me, um they understand um the human being that i am deep down so like i said i, I i'm pretty sure the yankees uh done their research in the, in the process and they wouldn't reach out or even want this partnership um if they didn't know about my character as a human being you know so uh yeah i'm just excited to to be a yankee i'm excited like i said to to go out there and compete in the bronx and perform in the bronx i think it's the hardest thing to do but like i said there's nothing I'm someone who's always wanted a challenge and someone who's always up for a challenge. So I think it's just a, a match made in heaven. Thanks. Peter Splendorio, go ahead. Hi, Marcus. It's Peter Splendorio with the New York Daily News. I'm interested to know just kind of what this process was like for you this offseason. Just at what point did you kind of start talking to the Yankees or identify them as a possible fit? And how did this kind of come together um, at that point, I suppose? Yeah, I mean, it's very open in the process. Obviously, um, I was just going about my offseason routine as is. And yeah, my, my agent reached out to me and said the Yankees reached out. And I mean, automatically, I said I would definitely, he asked me if I would be open to it. And I said, yeah, for sure. Um, just because, like I said, I know how much the lights and the pressure is kind of existent there. And I'm someone who enjoys that pitching kind of in that moment each and every five days. So. I live in Tampa. My home's in Tampa. So spring training is essentially a 10 minute drive. So as far as fit, um, my brother's at IMG Academy, which is also close by now as well. It just couldn't be a better fit um, at this point in my career. Randy Miller, you look very comfortable. Please unmute. Hi, Marcus. Randy Miller, NJ.com, New York Star Ledger. Uh, when you look at last year, you had a 2.28 ERA through June 20th. 
your last 11 outings, 8.29. Uh, how much of that was hip-related? What went wrong in the second half? And what do you think you are capable of? Uh, you say you think the Bronx is going to bring the best out of you, playing with a great lineup, other pitchers. Can you be better than you than you ever been? Yeah, yeah, I, I do think the best is still in me. So, like you said, um, sometimes when 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 you have those those moments and that city and that buzz and that energy and and that pressure, it brings out a, a different animal. So I'm I'm excited for that possibility. My body's in in incredible um, um shape now. I battled a few injuries at the at the end of last year, but I mean at the beginning of last year, I, I think I was one of the best pitchers in baseball. So when I'm healthy. I would put myself as one of the best pitchers up in baseball, always in the game. And like I said, I feel healthy. I'm, I'm I'm ready to go. My body's in the best positions it's been, and I'm just excited to honestly just go out there and compete at this point. Those poor numbers. All right, so we thought we'd give you a little taste of uh, Marcus Stroman's introductory Zoom press conference. Uh, uh, I guess the the biggest thing that came out of that is that you know he and Cashman laughed about what went on. It, it, it's funny how people are. Uh, professionally, you know, because Cashman was quoted correctly saying, you know, he wouldn't be a difference maker for us. And and now, you know, he, he kind of told Marcus, well, you know, that wasn't exactly how it was supposed to come out. And OK, fine. And Marcus accepted it. They both need each other. The Yankees needed another starter. Marcus Stroman wanted to be in New York. So everything that he said in the past, um, I guess it didn't matter. Hey, the bottom line is, guys, Marcus Stroman scrubbed every nasty thing that he wrote about the Yankees and about Yankee fans from his social media. So obviously it it was something that was impactful and he didn't want it out there anymore. Good for him. So he wants a clean slate. And we said this the other day, Yankees need a starter. Now in a, in a perfect Yankee world, he's the number three or four starter. In a Yankee world that gets you a little bit nervous, he's the number two starter. And he's the number two starter if Carlos Rodon can't do it. And if Nestor Cortez can't do it. So if Marcus is the number two, they've got to go out and they've got to get another starter. Now, every report over the last couple of days, Don and Peter, has been, they're done. They might look some for some bullpen help, but they are essentially done when it comes to starting pitching. So we know the starting five. Then you're going to have Will Warren, you're going to have Chase Hampton, you're going to have Luis Heel, and you're going to have Clayton Beater. Now, some Yankee fans might be sitting there scratching, well, who are those guys? Well, you know who Heel is. He's coming back from surgery. Uh, Beater is the guy they got from the Dodgers in the Gallo deal. Throws really, really hard. And Warren and Hampton are two guys that have come through their system. So that is their pitching depth right now. That's why it's so imperative for them to have a really good Carlos Rodon. And I've said this before. I said on the Yankee hot stove yesterday. He is the key for the Yankees being a really good team or just a just a team. If Carlos Rodon pitches like he did in 21 and 22, then he slots in seamlessly behind Garrett Cole, and you're good to go. If he pitches like he did with the Yankees in the second half last year, there are some issues. Mm-hmm. Long-term issues because... He got five more years left on his contract. Can you imagine that happening again? It feels like this. There have been multiple situations in which the Yankees have brought someone in, thinking they're going to get something over a long period of time, and quickly realize we just don't have that. And that's 
That's a scary thought. I will say this, though, Michael. I'm not at all surprised to hear how he described the situation with Cashman. And frankly, in sports, it makes sense, right? Like, how often do we see people have crazy rivalries with people, then they become teammates, and it's all out the window. It's water on the bridge. That happens so regularly. First of all, it was a little while ago. And and then the circumstances. I'm sure Brian could just say, yeah, that was then. This is now. We're We're paying you good money to be a part of this rotation now. And you know, whether it was taken out of context or whatever, it was probably because I was trying to show support to the rotation that we had. Now, on, now, now, now I now want to, you. Now, to Michael's point, there, the, it's a different conversation to talk about if you really assess what Cashman said about him. Why has that changed? And is that an indictment? of the Yankees' talent at this point? That well, I, That's a different conversation. Well, Don said it was a while ago, right? And... It was five years ago, and he said he's not a difference maker. Now he is, five years later, at 32. He'll be pitching at 33 this year or so. How many years was he in the bigs at that time? He was with Toronto for a while. A few? Yeah, four Two. maybe. Okay. Something so, like that. So not that much is, could have changed. Oh, if well, anything, when you, get older, when you get not older, usually you get So what was the Yankees' rotation five years ago? Do you remember off the top no. of your head? No. So all that's what I'm saying. All the statement was, while yes, it was offensive, to Stroman, you certainly can see him getting over it for eighteen and a half million dollars. The the bigger deal though is Michael's what it says about the Yankees' depth. So now he is a difference maker. It's not because he got better, Michael. It's because the Yankees got worse. Well, you know that that's a good point. So they they need him. And you know I said this the other day, and I don't mean it in a pejorative way. This is like a two thirty in the morning at the bar hookup. You know, you really had your eyes on that girl Yamamoto that you thought you'd leave with Yamamoto at midnight, but Yamamoto left with the Dodgers. Then you kind of flirted with Blake Snell, who's kind of cute, at 1 o'clock. And Blake Snell didn't not want interested. to go home with you. Not He's interested. not interested. Not interested in what you were... Too cute for you, buddy. And then, you know, Marcus Stroman, next up, who's not bad if he's healthy. We saw what he was last year when he was healthy. He's a really good pitcher. But he's 32 years old. Here's the key. Can't walk batters. That's got. He's got to bring that down. He's got to keep the ball hmm. on the ground. As long as he keeps the ball on the ground. And, and the other thing about, you know, he's got a high ERA at Yankee Stadium. He's not pitching against the Yankees. He doesn't have to, fit, he doesn't have to face right. Judge. He has to face the, the opposing team. And if he keeps the ball on the ground, Yankee so, infield defense yeah, I don't is care. pretty The Yankee good. Stadium part is still, I don't know, that, to me that's nothing. So your rotation was Tanaka, Hap, Paxton, Herman, Sabathia. Yeah. That, yeah. Was, that was your rotation in 2019. All right, so you've got, of those four, they're all out of baseball. Well, Paxton's trying to stay in, but CC's retired. Tanaka is pitching in Japan. Herman, who knows what's going to happen with him, and Hap is out. And a, but, but, but a conversation in 2019 was that he wouldn't, he wouldn't make our, our, our postseason rotation. So in, you, you need three starters, right, in, in the postseason. So you had they went out and got Hap. Didn't work out, but they had Hap. Tanaka, CC, Paxton. I mean, is it that crazy? No, he was right. Five years ago, I said, "Listen, that was a situation we had. We we Cole is now our Tanaka from then, but otherwise, you know what? I think you might be pitching game two of a playoff series for us. But in 2019, no, we, we had acquired Hap. We had CC Sabathia. We had Tanaka. We were good. Well, T- Tanaka was still Tanaka. CC was on the way out, but you weren't. You wouldn't put the ball in Stroman's hand over CC. No, given the the kind of big big game player that he is. So like, it's not like he was far off talent wise from that rotation, but he wouldn't have been in it. He wouldn't have been in the playoff rotation. And one thing about Marcus, he's not going to take what he feels uh, is a diss lying down. So Cashman said that, and it was on. 
So he just started firing, you know, on social media. So well, now everything is kumbaya, and if he signs well, he, he, if, 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 if he pitches well, he pitches well. Now, we didn't stick with the whole thing, but the question I was really hoping for was, was that going to be addressed? About the social media, his relationship with the fans. I- I'm curious to hear well, what he one. would have to say about it. I got one. This is close, at least. Are you misunderstood, and in what ways? Yeah, I'd say I'm misunderstood, for sure. You know? Um, that's another reason we why I'm excited to, to, to be a yeah. Yankee. You know? I think people no. will have... No more depth on that? Oh, I thought that was more no, about the... I, I, I just wanted something specific about... His, that's, his, I assume that would be about his because social there were, Because, because here's, there were allegations... That when he was a Met, everyone that covered the Mets hated his guts. Like, he did not have a great relationship with the media. And obviously, the relationship with the Yankee fans is certainly in question. Now, I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. I don't worry about the relationship with the media. Fans don't certainly don't care about it. That's all going to be yeah, a but relationship. That's, but most players hate because, the Because, listen, Harvey wasn't talking to anybody, and the fans loved him. Remember? Remember Harvey was telling everybody on the Mets, don't speak to the media and all that. So... Fans aren't going to worry about that, but I was kind of curious to know, is he a changed person that way, or is he somebody that can be a little ultra-sensitive I'll t- I'll and fly tell you off what. the handle? I'll tell you what, though, guys. That, if it's in fact true, the stuff with the media, that to me is more interesting and telling than what the Yankees fan base feels about him now. Of course they don't. They're not going to have any feelings for him now. He had a. It, it didn't work out with uh, the Yankees at the time. He said some nasty things, and he was a Met. There's no reason they would like him as long as he plays well. No, the fans will be fine. But, but isn't the reason they would like him? He wanted to be here. Remember, all of the uh, animosity he felt towards the Yankees was because the Yankees didn't want him. He so desperately wanted to be a Yankee. Wouldn't also, the fans love to hear that? Also, what fans thought in the past, once you put on the pinstripes, it becomes like a deodorant to them. They used to despise Roger Clemens. And then they loved him. My good uh, wow. buddy Dan Rourke uh, just uh, got in contact. He said the Yankees also had Severino coming back that September and for the playoffs, and he actually pitched okay. Okay. So that was five guys that would have been ahead. Yeah, so that Stroman. made sense, and I'm sure that's what Brian told him. But hey, listen, that was 2019. It's 2024 now. We've just paid you, a, a, you know, maybe maybe not a lot of money, comparatively speaking, but still $18 million a year is not nothing. So... I, I think he's in a good spot. Now, why the lukewarm reception to the guard? I have no idea. But I would think Yankee fans right now, and if we took phone calls or if we wanted to run up the poll, I think that they would be very excited to have a player that wanted to be uh, on their team. Now, if they don't like him as far as they don't think he's good enough or they're worried about the injuries from last year, that's another story. The lukewarm reception is he got into a hissing match with Yankee fans. He blocked most of Yankee universe. So that that's going to be repaired if he pitches yeah. well. It's going to be exacerbated if he pitches well, poorly. That's just the way it is. I'm going to tell you why that's hypocritical. When why? We return. It's hypocritical. When we, re- I'll give it to you when we return. Well, oh, CSP wow. in New York Superbox Bonanza Five will give away over ten thousand dollars in cash and prizes. All qualifiers will get a twenty-five dollar Fanatics gift card and a chance at one of ten Superbox prizes. Get your box for the big game by listening mornings to DPH on Rothenberg and afternoons to Barton Hahn and this fine show, the Michael K Show. This year's big game payouts are five hundred dollars in the first and third quarters, thousand dollars at halftime, and a final score payout of two thousand dollars. All brought to you by Tullamore Dew. Irish whiskey and the brand new Tullamore Dew Honey. For full contest details, go to superboxbonanza.com. But first, before we break, Don's going to tell us about Mazda. 
It's Don LaGreca here for Ramsey Mazda. In 2024, you get more at Ramsey Mazda. More selection, over 750 new vehicles available, and more savings. Like a new 2024 Mazda CX-5, lease for $269 a month, or buy and get 0% financing for up to 60 months. Named an IIHS Top Safety Pick Plus, get more at 2024. From Ramsey Mazda. Choose wisely. Choose Ramsey Mazda. Call 833-853-2970 for details. Zero security deposit. VIN R0409399. MSRP 30750 Tax title registration extra. Ends 131.24. Friends, go see Dr. Jay Shaw. He's a double board certified pain specialist. Don't let pain in your neck, back, joint, or nerve slow you down from doing all the things that you love. It's time to reclaim your active lifestyle. Call Dr. Jay Shaw today at Samuel Payne. Dr. Shaw will treat joint, neck, back, sciatica, and nerve pain. Dr. Shaw is also a migraine and headache specialist. Procedures involve no cuts, scars, incisions, or downtime. Call Dr. Jay Shaw to take a non-surgical approach with precise image-guided procedures without pain medications. Enjoy life pain-free. Same day and next day appointments available. Go to SamuelPayne.com. Put an end to your pain and suffering today. Why wait any longer? Make your appointment with Dr. Jay Shaw. Go to SamuelPayne.com now. Regain your active lifestyle. Enjoy all of your favorite activities pain-free. Samuel Payne now has three convenient locations in Woodbridge, Livingston, and a brand new office in Englewood to serve Bergen County. Visit SamuelPayne.com. You'll wish you met Dr. Shaw sooner. Most major insurance are accepted. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hey, buddy, hey. Catch the show on demand wherever you want. Just subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, it's game time, brought to you by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey. A busy night for ESPN New York. The Knicks are back in action against the Wizards. Coverage starts at 7 right here on 98.7. And the Rangers out in Vegas taking on the Golden Knights. Coverage begins at 9.30 on 1050. That's game time, brought to you by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey. Because when it's game time, it's Tully time. Tullamore Dew, the original triple distilled, triple blended, and triple cast matured Irish Whiskey. Be sure to grab a Tullamore Dew or try the brand new Tullamore Dew Honey during tonight's action. Glasses up to enjoying Tullamore Dew. 
responsibly. We'll give out a super box mm-hmm. for the super box bonanza in this hour at four o'clock. Something I'm really looking forward to. We're going to talk to Art Stapleton, who covers the Giants. I've been monitoring everybody who covers the Giants, and he's the one person who is kind of on Dable's side and okay. not Wink Martindale's side. Now, some people are like right in the middle, but he clearly thinks that Dable is in the right. And Wink was in the wrong. So I want to get that take from okay. him, a guy who's seeing it a little bit differently. Now, the reason the reason I say that the Yankee fans that are going to boo Stroman for his treatment of the Yankees when he didn't wasn't acquired by Brian Cashman is somewhat hypocritical is because, wait a minute, Brian Cashman said that he didn't want Stroman. Stroman mm-hmm. reacted and went after Brian Cashman. In 2019, I guess you sided with Cashman. But we're all these Yankee fans who can't stand Cashman. Want him fired. He's out. So now, now all of a sudden, now you're defending Brian Cashman? No, I don't think they're defending Cashman because they were going at Stroman because Stroman was going at Cashman and then kind of in a broad stroke, criticized the Yankees and made fun of the fact they haven't been in a World Series. Then the Yankee fans started defending the quote-unquote Yankees okay, but it all, and then he started blocking but, them. But it all stemmed from him going after the Yankees because they were quote-unquote not interested in him. He wasn't good enough for them. And I'm not I'm not defending Stroman. He should have never done that. But now you fast forward four years later, and you guys don't seem to collectively like Brian Cashman. All think he should be fired. And so so wouldn't you have forgiven Stroman? But and again, Yankees, he wasn't just ripping Cashman. That started the dialogue, and then he started ripping the Yankees. That stuff's all been scrubbed. Right, but but he's but he started going after the Yankees because of what Brian Cashman said. Right. So he was rooting against the Yankees because Brian Cashman represented the Yankees, didn't want him. Mm-hmm. Now in twenty nineteen was another early exit. It wasn't necessarily because of the pitching, it was because of the hitting. So I would just think the momentum would go by, all right, you know what? He was he was defending himself. Brian Cashman didn't want him. We don't like Brian Cashman. Stroman wants to become a Yankee now. I would think Yankee fans would side with him and and cheer him and be happy that he wants to be a Yankee. Well, they can't side with him. He's blocked them. No, but but, but the fans booing him or or the well, lukewarm he, reception in you know the Don, garden. The lukewarm reception in the garden, I, I I don't get. Uh, but he'll be cheered or he'll I, be booed. I, I, I would also be saying the way he performs. I'm just saying, I, I Don's there more than me, so I take your word for it. But the the, the garden thing could have been um, so many different things. Did they announce him as the newest Yankee? Do they say that? I got a Yankee hat on. He had a Yankee yeah, hat he was on. Wearing a Yankee cap. I, I'm just saying it could be a it could be a different thing in two weeks when it's more known that he's even there. But um, I mostly like what I heard from Stroman. No one got into any of the deep controversy. It sounds like it doesn't seem. Like I don't that. know how that doesn't come up in conversation. No, no one said let's go into what you said about Michael K. Is that going to be addressed? You know, no, you, I don't think they did. You had some nasty things to say about the voice but, of the but, team. But, but, just, but just in general, of he said that he can handle the pressure of New York. So my follow up would be. Well, when you went after Yankee fans on social media, you're very active on social media. Doesn't isn't that contrary to what you said? Does it sound like you are sensitive to criticism that you find your to defend yourself? Like not go after him, but just kind of follow up. Like as a person that covers New York sports, and for somebody that did seem to go after fans, wouldn't that be counterproductive for somebody who claims he can handle the pressure? Or is that the old Strowman who has not tweeted since July? All of his Instagram posts have been very positive, and I guess his last one, he plans on wearing zero. I wonder right. if the Yankees will allow him to do well, that. Well, Adovino did. Yeah, so I would think so. Um, so it's been overwhelmingly positive since then. So is this a new Marcus Strowman? I, I, I'm, I'm more interested in that than the dog and pony show that these press conferences ended up being. All right? 
I, I cared about his relationship with Cashman. He, they addressed that right away. Now, the relationship with the fans and his perceived sensitivity to criticism, I think that's vital. It's almost sort of, though, a kind of meta topic for this situation. How so? It's the media asking him about how you feel about criticism from the media. I'm not saying it shouldn't be asked. It's what I care about, too. But if I'm being objective, right, and he's just a player who came to town, is that really the most important thing to ask a player? Or isn't the answer just going to be in in whatever happens? We're going to get well, the answer, no matter what all, he says. All of this is a silly dance. That's I what mean, I'm saying. You can, you can, you can, you know, clean up anything. I mean, Don's right. It's, the, the, guy, but here, it's the most some, interesting thing for sure. Eighteen and a half million dollars a year for a guy with a, a lifetime three point six five ERA. Not bad. It's not a bad gamble by the Yankees. And if he's anywhere close to what he was with the Mets, forget. And the first half with the Cubs, it's a bargain so, would, in so, this day and age. So, would you want to ask him based on how you play? Mm-hmm. Do you feel you're underpaid? Because don't you? You said the other day he could be a twenty-three million dollar pitcher. Well, he was. Uh, there's there's a projection um, place that says what they they think each free agent's going to get, and he was projected to get sixty-six million dollars for three years. So twenty-two million dollars a year. He's right. getting eighteen and a half. Right. Well, he signed it, so he can't say he's underpaid. So is it is it fair? Is it the injuries at the end of last year that cost him money? Is it the social media posts and the relationship with the fans that cost him money? Because clearly, he should be paid more based on his stats than what he got paid by the Yankees. Well, you know what? He's coming off the second half that was bad. And you, you probably sign off on that and say it was bad because he was injured. Mm-hmm. Because when he was healthy at the beginning of the year, he, I mean, people talk about him as a Cy Young Award winner. But I'm sure those, how good he was. those analytic projections that you said would we were going to give him 60 $6 million over three years. Right. Factored in, I guess, the injuries at the end of last well, year. Well, if you look at Zip's projections, which we, we brought up yesterday, they have him projected to be a 500 pitcher in the next few years. 8-8, eight 9-9 eight, nine nine with an over 4 ERA. Then he, then I he, think yeah. that's why. But then, but the, my, my thought is, okay, if, if those are the projections out of the computer, then why was anybody willing to give him sixty six for three? By the way, well, that's I got to tell you though. Can I, can I just stop everyone for a second? We're very casual now about the way we mention analytics and projections. I understand how they make those projections, and I'm sure very often they're correct. But God, that seems like an extreme use of analytics. Telling me you don't know. Sp- it's based on what they've seen from him and his age and what other people do. It's, it's really heavy duty, though. Like, they look at his stuff. Has that deteriorated? What What's the fastball like? Is he walking more guys than he used to? Has the strikeout rate gone? I mean, they put all of it. It's much too high level for me to, like, absorb. But, you know, right. Typical it's, analytics. We never hear, like, how often it's right. I'm sure they've done these projections in the past. Have it Has it worked out? And what would what would the analytics have told you about what Geno Smith was going to do year one in Seattle? Mm, it, I'm sure there's no world in which they were like he's going to throw 35 touchdowns and be an MVP candidate. Like that just wasn't going to happen. As as we say over and over again, analytics just cannot do heart. It's not there. So maybe for some reason there's a one plus one equals three relationship with the Yankees. Maybe this really is the place Drummond was going to be. What, what? And maybe the crowd will love him here. He could. You could picture a world in which if he plays well. His attitude and approach, it's the perfect fit. Absolutely. Absolutely. And he is, you know, I, I think Medford, Long Island, he, he grew up an hour from Yankee Stadium, so he is it one of It doesn't our take own. an hour to get there, but as the crow flies, right. I guess. But, so, I mean, it, he's demonstrative on the mound. He's not shy. And if he performs, I mean, look at Nestor Cortez. Well, he performed you know, you know and what? people loved him. And I'm going to throw something else out positive about Stroman. Everyone tell him that we're saying positive things here on the show. 
you could also see him being the spark that they need in the dugout. We've talked a lot about, I mean, how many times, Michael, has this team been going through a hard spot and everyone is so frustrated at the laissez-faire style of this dugout? Very business-like. He, he could be the new sort of pump your fist, stand up. Yeah, they thought Josh Donaldson was going to be that too. I mean, you got to no, perform. But he's, yeah, he didn't perform. You got to perform. Well, you always have to perform, but I think a little personality can go a long way here. Could be some fun. No, he's got a big personality. The the one relationship that I will keep an eye on with Marcus, it's it's not me and Marcus. I mean, I'm broadcasting a game. I, I don't. I didn't talk to Mark, Mike Messina the last six years he was a Yankee. Not one word. Not even a hello in an elevator. You know, I I did my job. It's, it, that's not a relationship you have to watch. I would never go off the beaten path. I'm doing a game. How's right. the pitching? That's all there is to it. Uh, radio shows a different deal. Yeah, but. The relationship between Marcus and Joel Sherman, because Joel Sherman wrote a column today, because Marcus puts himself out there to be the underdog, you know, the guy nobody believed in. He says, really? He goes, you were first round draft pick out of Duke. How could you say you weren't, weren't believed? I mean, Joel is not shy about giving opinions, and it looks like he's not on the Marcus Stroman train yet. And I don't think he was when Marcus was with the Mets. And, and I would say that Joel is the loudest most influential, definitely baseball columnist in the in the city. Yes, might be overall yeah, in the country. Yeah, he could be. So it'll be interesting to see how that yeah, but, relationship. Yeah, like is is Marcus willing to start over and say, "Hey, let's just see if we can make it work." Even though I know this guy's critical, he doesn't seem like that would be his style. I think that would be the much but, better play. Is kind of come. Out, I'm not saying be hat in hand, but go into this with an open mind. Right. But having a relationship with the writers is different than the play-by-play guy. I mean, you're you're more of a part of the team. You're not you gonna, don't need me. You're not going to have a great relationship with every writer. And I, but I don't, there are certain writers you need to have a relationship with. Joel's one of them. I don't know. I don't know, Michael. Where do people get their information? I mean, no offense to Joel Sherman. But Joel's on several things. I mean, Joel's on a podcast on MLB Network. He can shape opinions. Not just the post. But nobody can shape. I would say Joel does. Listen, you know me. I'm not Mr. Baseball columnist. Joel Sherman is the name who you see at the beginning of a lot of major narratives that happen about players. No, I get that. And I know it. But I think a lot of baseball fans, they get their information from a bunch of other places. And I bet you more people know Michael Kay than Joel Sherman. But again, they're, they're I'm not, Yankee but Michael on the Yankee give game, I'm not going to be opining. No, no I'm just going to say, well, he gave is, six innings. Well, but but, but if, if, if Joel, but here's the thing, is that it's all based on how he pitches. Because if Joel just decides to go after him for every little nitpicky thing, and he's going out there and he's winning games and playing well, Joel won't stand a chance. The fans will all support Marcus. The media's bad. And they're not going to need Joel to rip him if he pitches but poorly. Fans are educated enough to know he's not pitching well. I'm going to boom. Mm. I think the days of the media molding the narrative are over. Fans are smart enough to see for themselves. You know, back in the day, I missed the game. I need to know what happened. I'd pick up the Daily News and the Post and read about it. Now we're watching highlights. We're on Yankee blogs. We're listening to Yankee post game shows. We're rewatching the game ourselves on DVR. We don't need any media member, talk show host, or writer to influence and mold the mind of fans. They can do it themselves, mm. and the players can do it. I'm sorry, Michael. You're thinking like it's 1974. But, no, but all I it's know is, is if you follow uh, the Yankee universe on social media, what Peter said is true. A lot of the narrative driven by something that Joel writes or something that Joel says on MLB. I'm not I saying that I he disagree. has the same—I'd uh, well, say Yankee beat writer— 
Because do people pick up the paper anymore to read what happened in the game? No, no. Uh, of course not. But opinion makers, I think that still nah. has some no because some the, sway. the fans are their own opinion makers. There but where was do a, they get that from? They pull it out of the air? No, because there was a time. You've been doing this show, Michael. When we first started doing the show, there was a, there was a feeling that we were like maybe educating the listeners. They got their opinions from us. But now with the oversaturation of sports and information, the listener already knows maybe more than we do. Where are they getting it? They're just getting they're getting it from a million different places. You think it's any different than politics? They're gonna get it from where they want to get it. And most of it is I can watch and see with my own eyes. If he's pitching terribly, I'll boo him. If he's pitching great, I'll love him. I don't need an article from anybody or a monologue from Don LaGreca to mold my opinion on an athlete. I can do it myself. I can watch. Every game's televised. Don, I got I people would... like John Boy that are that are giving me replays and and they're they're they're. You don't think that the people of John Boy are reading Joel Sherman in the no, post? No, I think I, I, me. I think John Boy has a hundred times more influence than Joel Sherman. No, I think you're wrong. I think I, I, I think, think you're too old school, Michael. No, it's but over. Don, but Don, but you. Here's where I disagree with you. If you were talking about basketball or football, I'd agree with you. Baseball is still a game that's the average fan. It, the average age fan doesn't even re- look at John Boy. That's only young fans. This this sport has a yeah, base but, but, that's no, also but, but old. We're just, we're just talking about most of these fans opinions were aggravated by the fact that he blocked them on social media. That's not some 60-year-old upset about it. Yeah, but at the same time... That's a 25-year-old upset because they feel like they can have the the actual interaction with the athlete. That's what I'm saying. But people This is all entertainment. We're not molding and shaping minds anymore. People have the ability to do that themselves. A lot lot of people listen to talk radio. There's two sports stations. They get a lot of people listening. They must be listening for something. Yeah, but they're listening to get entertained and hear opinion, but they come at us the callers come out with their opinions already in the holster. They're ready to fire. Now, it used to not be like that. We used to be able to influence people years ago, but now they've already got their opinion, and then they argue with us. That's where the entertainment comes from. We're, we're not educating people anymore. We're not molding minds anymore. Oh. It's Don LaGreca's opinion versus so, Peter's so, so, opinion versus Joe Slobotnik's opinion. That's what sports what's, radio what's, is. What's the what, On the other side, though, I'm just trying to understand still what the essence of this argument is. That that how Sherman goes after Stroman, you're saying won't make a difference if he does or does not. I think Stroman will disagree. No, I'm I'm, I'm sure he'll go after something that's negatively written about him. But the fans aren't going to be influenced by Joel Sherman's opinion. They're going to be influenced by their own opinion by watching how he pitches. But but so so newspapers have no value. And what he no, does uh, on MLB Network has no value. People are not intaking that and putting that as part of their opinion. But from an entertainment standpoint, but they're not getting their opinions from what Joel oh, Sherman thinks. I, I do. Well, every, so you're telling me every, they watch they watch the Yankees every day. They see he's performing poorly. I don't really have an opinion on that. They read Joel Sherman or they read John Heyman wait, or they read whoever, and then they come up with their opinion. We, we, no. just, we just went through an experience with the quarterbacks in this town where we saw the, the, the angle that people had get reshaped by what Dan Orlovsky would say on NFL Live. Oh, it's it's all Zach Wilson. Well, Dan Orlovsky was on there saying it's Nathaniel Hackett. Oh, then we hear the well, callers call us and say, you know, Nathaniel Hackett. Don, I, we got to take a break. But I do think it's a mix of both. It's certainly not zero. Now, maybe it's not the, the days of Dick Young, but I think you're putting it closer to zero than Dick Young. 
So let's say it's 60% of what it once was. I think it still sways a little bit. We'll talk more about it. There's something that the former Yankee, Dave LaPointe, pitched for the Yankees for three years, said something that will always resonate with me. I'll tell you that in a moment. Listeners, it's Michael Kay. When it comes to travel, nothing beats Legends Limousine. I felt the difference. Let me tell you, it's real. When my family and I need a ride to the airport or out of town, we choose Legends. Their commitment to safety makes every trip a breeze. These guys are not just any service. They've been setting the gold standard for over 30 years. I trust them. So should you. Call 1-888-LEGENDS or visit LegendsLimousine.com. Use the code ESPN10, the number 10, to snag 10% off. Travel like a legend with Legends Limousine. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs, is bringing you an offer that'll help make the playoffs electrifying. New customers can bet five bucks on any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Can the Ravens and the Niners use the buy to their advantage? Plus, everyone gets a no-sweat same-game parlay for every playoff game day. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code Empire. New customers can bet just five bucks to get 200 dollars instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code Empire. The crown is yours. You must be 21 plus and physically present in New York. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Opt-in required. One no-sweat token issued per eligible day after opt-in. No-sweat bonus bet issued based on amount of losing qualifying bet. Eligibility, max reward limits, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. Gambling problem? Call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Well, that's awesome. Looking for more access to the show? That's right, man. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at TMKS ESPN. So let me tell you what Dave LaPointe said. Dave LaPointe, uh, also from the area, and he signed a three-year contract with the Yankees. And this was during the Yankees' bad years with Stump Merrill and the whole deal. And I, I became pretty good friends with him. And he said... He always treated writers well. He said, because it's not that difficult to smile and say, how you doing? He said, and, and he explained why. Not because he was a phony. He said, most players are about right in the middle. He said, so if you treat somebody well, if you're right in the middle, they're going to tend to say, you know, you, you've done okay. If you treat them like garbage and you're right in the middle of performance-wise, they're going to say that you perform badly or leaning toward that you perform badly. He said it's an easy, easy equation. Think about that. Now, let, let's look at um, Garrett Cole, Peter. Okay. The way Garrett Cole pitched yesterday or last year, he could have mooned every single media member, and there's nothing they could write bad about him. When you're at the top of the mountain, you don't have to deal with anybody. When you're at the bottom of the mountain, even if the people like you, you're going to get crushed. But most people are in the middle in everything in life. So it's the way you treat people. That's all there is to it. So I, I think that's the way you go about it. I, I, I don't know how Marcus Stroman is going to be with the media, but that would be a good way to start. Hello, how you doing? Blah, blah, blah. And then see how it goes from there. But it all comes down to how he performs. It's such a great point, though, too. And, and makes perfect sense. It, it really affects the guys who are in the middle the most. Right. Because most st- people are in the middle, right? That's most. Not everybody's Aaron Judge. No, most of the team is average and below. Let's go to Joe in Park Slope. Joe. Hey guys, big fans, long time, first time. Thanks. I was at the Chambliss game. I was at the Reggie three home run game. I'm a 52 year old Yankee fan. I got to tell you, I am not happy. Okay, here's what I want as a Yankee fan. Here's what I really want. Okay. I want Glaber off the team. 
I want DJ at second. I want them to sign Chapman. I want them to hustle with two guys from Milwaukee. The why, 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 Chap- why, Chap- Chap- why Chapman? You mean you mean I, Araldis? No, the third base. Oh, okay. Matt Chapman. Okay. I want him okay, to play third. A, third. You lost me I for want, a second. I, I want, thought you meant Araldis. Yeah. No, no. And I want Snell. And I, that's and then I'll be happy. I mean, this is bogus. So you'll be happy, bogus? Joe, when they okay, have a four hundred so million dollar payroll. I'm okay with that. But, but Joe, but that's not the way the that's not the way the business works, dude. It's just not the way the business works. There there is a limit. There's a limit for Steve Cohen. We've seen it. So you're gonna get Chapman, he's gonna command twenty five million a year. You're gonna get Snell, they've already offered him thirty million there, he said no. So let's say they got him both. Twenty five thirty, that's fifty five million. They're three hundred and five million right now. I mean, how much do you expect them to pay? I mean, this is an owner at one point said, I don't think you need a $200 million payroll to win a World Series. Well, he's changed. He's got a $300 million payroll. You're not happy with Strowman. If Strowman pitches the way he did in the first half of the year, you'll be elated. You'll be elated. Adam and Bayridge. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. How are you? Doing well, thanks. Uh, first off, Mike, I just want to say don't sweat the asinine Strowman comment from back in the day. The fan base knows the truth, and I'm sorry to hear about your recent accident. But I'm happy that it looks like you came out relatively unscathed. Thank you. The car's destroyed, though, but thank you, Adam. Uh, well, the most important thing is you're still yeah, with us. You're right. So, uh, regarding Strowman, there are two major reasons why I like this acquisition. He's a great fit for Yankee Stadium and for this Yankees team. Say what you want about velocity or any other trends, but his ground ball rate was over 57% last year, which is actually a tick higher than his career average. That'll play in Yankee Stadium, which was the third most homer-prone stadium in the league last year. Mm-hmm. And not to mention, guys, if they play Peraza over Glaber on the days that Strowman starts, an infield defense comprising LeMahieu, Volpe, Peraza, and Rizzo, as well as Strowman himself, who is a gold lover, all have gold gloves with the exception of Peraza, who may, may very well have a gold glove himself in the future. And Rizzo has even won a platinum glove, might I add. So he has the potential to outpitch his peripherals. Most importantly, at around $18 million a year, it saves the Yankees around $12 million, at least relative to what they offered Yamamoto and Snell. And that can go towards resigning Soto next offseason. Just take a second to consider this, guys. Stroman is going to be making $750K a year, less than what the Red Sox just gave Lucas Giolito, who's coming off a season with an ERA a smidge under five and gave up 41 home runs. I'll wrap up by saying this to the fans that aren't enamored with the deal, for the off-the-field reasons, which in this case, I agree with Don that this is really being overblown based on his take the other day. I'd, re- I'd respond to, to that by saying that the Yankees have acquired players with somewhat checkered histories before, but this is nothing new. And at the end of the day, let's all be honest here. The Yankees team for the past few years have felt kind of dry and kind of lacked an edge, but hopefully additions like him as well as Soto and to a certain extent Verdugo will add to the competitive intensity on the field in between the lines. I think we can all objectively agree he gets us closer to the championship. We all want and crave his fans and at a reasonable price that won't necessarily no. prohibit other moves. To, so sign me up. Adam, well said, but 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 I will tell you this. They brought in people of you know questionable character before. They haven't worked out. A lot of them haven't worked out. Sometimes, I'm not saying this is the case with Marcus Stroman, when somebody shows you who they are, Peter, it's a good idea to believe them. And in the case of the Yankees recently, it's not even a matter of people with whatever issues. It, it, a lot of things they've been interested in just haven't worked out recently. Right. So, But, I mean, when, when you take chances, like, they're taking a chance on Verdugo. They're taking a chance. A guy who's supposedly in Boston 
Didn't show up uh, when when the team wanted him to. Got benched by Alex Cora. Felt he wasn't hustling. They're taking a chance on Stroman. They're taking a chance. So, again, I know that they believe in Boone, and they should, because Boone's strength to me is how he deals with human beings. And I think people play hard for him, and they respect him. You're hoping for that. It didn't work out with Donaldson. But, again, it wasn't so much the guy that he was. He didn't perform. He just couldn't perform. If you perform... It's a great deodorant. No matter what kind of guy you are, if you perform, they'll embrace you. The team will embrace you. The organization will embrace you. And you know what? So will the fans. It's the ESPN New York Superbox Fanatics of Five. This year, each qualifier will take home a $25 Fanatics gift card and have a chance at one of 10 Superbox prizes. Be caller number 50 right now at 888-987-ESPN to select a box for the big game with a chance to win $500 in the first and third quarters, $1,000 at halftime, and a final score payout of $2,000. All brought to you by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey and the brand new Tullamore Dew Honey. All right, when we get back, I've been looking forward to this for the last couple of days. Art Stapleton covers the Giants for the record in New Jersey, and he's had a different take on the Dable situation than a lot of the other guys that cover the team. So we'll hear from Art in just a moment. New year, new ride. Shop 300-plus new Hondas priced under MSRP at Bay Ridge Honda. Zero down payment leases, low financing rates, plus $1,500 extra for your trade. That's Bay Ridge Honda, your 2022 President's Award winner. Online at BayRidgeHonda.com. New 2024 Honda Accord EX front-wheel drive, stock number 1241-346, MSRP $31,005, includes $1,250 dealer discount on approved credit or in stock same day delivery units leased for 319 per month for 36 months zero due at signing zero security deposit tax title and registration fees excluded see dealer for details ends 131 24 DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL Playoffs, is bringing you an offer that'll help make the playoffs electrifying. New customers can bet five bucks on any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Over-unders, spreads, you name it. Plus, everyone gets a no-sweat same-game parlay for every playoff game day. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code EMPIRE. New customers can bet just five bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code EMPIRE, E-M-P-I-R-E. The crown is yours. You must be 20 plus and physically present in New York. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Opt-in required. One no-sweat token issued per eligible day after opt-in. No-sweat bonus bet issued based on amount of losing qualifying bet. Eligibility, max reward limits, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. Gambling problem? Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hear more of Michael, Don, and Peter live weekday afternoon starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN.